Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. But here we go, Ezra 3.10, let me get started. Uh, 10 through 11 says this, when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord. Let me back up for one second, give you a little bit of backstory. Here are the people of God, the children of Israel are coming out of captivity. They've been in bondage for so long and, and now they've been delivered and they're trying to reestablish uh, themselves as a people, reestablish their, their, their relationship with God, reestablish their life, really reestablish what they lost. And so we pick the story up here. So when the builders, uh, when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priest stood in their apparel with trumpets. Now listen, they're laying the foundation and the priests are standing there with trumpets. It's interesting. And we'll, we'll walk this out a little bit more. And the Levites, the sons of Asaph with cymbals to praise the Lord, according to the ordinance of David, King of Israel. And they sang responsively, responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and for his mercy endures forever toward Israel. Great thing to shout and sing out. Then all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord. Here's why. Why did they have trumpets? Why did they have cymbals? Why did they sing? And why did they shout? And why do they talk about how good God is? It's because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Interesting to me. How important is it to have a strong foundation in your life? How important it is for you as a family to make sure that the foundation of your family and the foundation of your home is solid, is secure. It is worthy of celebration. In fact, in the middle of challenges and tests and trials, there's one thing we ought to be able to shout about. I don't have a whole lot to shout about because so much is happening, but I know no matter what, my foundation will stand. My foundation is strong, and it doesn't matter what comes my way. The storms will come, but my foundation will keep me through it all. Amen? So here the people of Israel knew they're celebrating, not because like there's this great temple being built and all of a sudden we have all this freedom. Sure, there was all that. And it's like, it's like when you go to a place, we don't typically, or you're building a house. Well, if you're building a home, you've ever been through the process, yeah, we're celebrating the foundation. We're, we're putting Bibles in it. We're writing names and scriptures and stuff in there. But you know what we celebrate? We celebrate the completion of the house and we look at, wow, the, the brick looked good, the good choice. Wow, the landscaping, amazing. Wow, I've always wanted vaulted ceilings, a wood floor, wow, great, that fireplace makes the whole thing pop and all the furniture and the colors, it just all came together. But you know what the most important thing to celebrate is? The foundation. Because everything comes and builds off that foundation. In fact, I believe God today wants to tell us that I've been working on your foundation with you for a long time. I believe he's getting a shreddy tree of life church for 40 years. He's been making sure we're building and strengthening his foundation for the next season, a launch out of it from a place of strength. And yes, we've seen storms and we've seen trials, but we've stood them all because of that foundation that we have. And we'll certainly celebrate that day. And I don't know how much teaching or preaching we'll have, but you know, we have much to celebrate what God's done over 40 years. But the most important thing that's happened is years ago when this church was first established, a strong foundation in God and the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit was established. And that is what helped us stand through the storms of this life. And I believe that's what God is saying today. Build your foundation. Strengthen your foundation. Because God wants to launch you out into this next season. He's getting you ready. He's getting you prepared. He's getting us all ready for what he has for us. But we need to go forth from a firm foundation. And I know that God's been working on that in your life. I believe he's been working on that in all of our lives. And the things that we think maybe were tests and trials were opportunities for God to help you see what your foundation looks like, to strengthen you. Everything 
that you've gone through helps shape and build your foundation if you understand it. Every tear you've cried, every desperate prayer you've prayed, every battle you've fought, every victory you've celebrated has shaped and strengthened your foundation if you allowed it to. And although I don't believe God creates storms, I believe God will use the storm. In fact, God will take you through the storm instead of around the storm. Why? So you can be built and your foundation can be strengthened. But I think even just as important as strengthening and building your foundation, he'll take you through instead of around because you need to know what your foundation looks like. Not as big of applause on that one. I was like, I don't want to know, right? <laughs> because it's in the storm that your foundation is tested. And listen, that's not a bad thing because you need to know because the reality is a lot of us think our foundation is a whole lot better than it is and we're deceived. Just because things are going good in your life doesn't mean that your foundation's not cracking. Doesn't mean that your foundation's not been neglected and a storm will reveal what you need to address. And I'm thankful. I don't want to go through this, but thank you, God. I'm either thankful my foundation holds or I see where I need to do some work on it. The storm tests our foundation. Now, God doesn't put the storm in your life, but he'll take you right through it instead of around it so you can grow and so you can see where your foundation is. Storms will test to see if you're grounded. Storms test your foundation. Storms, let me say it this way. Storms test your dedication. Storms test quiet, right? This is going to be even quieter on this one. Storms test your commitment. They reveal where you really are. So we've been through a perfect storm, haven't we? I mean, think about it. Remember the movie Perfect Storm? Three storm systems came in at one time. Isn't it like that? I mean, the storm of 2020 was a perfect storm. It was a, a racial storm. It, it, was a, it was a political storm. It was a, a, a pandemic storm. And all of it kind of hit. And you know what? Some of us were surprised at what we saw in our foundation. People, families, and churches. And with the isolation and all the division and strife, some of us thought we were better grounded and founded than we really were. And I tell you, there were some things inside of me that I thought, whoa, I didn't even know that was there. I had some fear come up. I had some other things I needed to deal with I didn't realize, but I did. And I'm so thankful for the foundation of this church. We've been 40 years of storms and tests and trials, but here we are. We're still standing. And I think it's important for us to understand how important our foundation is. Your Christianity has been tested. Your commitment to God and the things of God has been tested. Do you really understand the faith that is yours. You really understand the authority that is yours to walk in. When was the last time you read the Bible to read the Bible, just to read it? When was the last time you prayed just because you wanted to talk to God? When was the last time you worshiped God, not in a church? I mean, those are just things I think that we need to understand to help build our foundation. How's your foundation? Are you grounded? Are you grounded in the things of God? Well, I prayed to God to do something and he hasn't done it yet. Or I, I, I paid my tithe three weeks ago. Can I just say this? That's not building a foundation. <laughs> It's not a one-time thing. It's establishing, being grounded, doing it consistently. If that's all you've done, you don't have a foundation. That's not being grounded. Your roots don't go deep. They're not strong. They're not stable. When your roots go deep, your foundation is strong and stable, and you can stand in the midst of opposition. You'll stand in the midst of persecution and storms. You might be hurt. You might be frustrated. You might cry. You might complain, but you're still standing. Amen? When you have somebody that has a good foundation, they're not, they're not quick to run. They're not, it's like this, no knock on this generation, but it's like we're getting away from these foundational principles in the word of God and our, our response and relationship to God and commitment to the things of God. And it's like we're raising generations that they know how it is to, they know, they know they'll, they'll run, it's the flight, it's flight instead of fight. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what? You're not so apt to fly, have flight if you have a strong foundation. 
It's when the, when the foundation's weak and, and hasn't been addressed that we're more apt to run or to go. Like we can stay in the fight and not turn to flight if we have a strong foundation with all God's might. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, can I put that on the album? Can I, Cody, can I, maybe we could work a little? Okay, anyways, all right. I'll stick to what I do. <laughs> when you have a good foundation, you must say things like, you say things like, man, I don't like storms. And I don't, I don't like storms. I don't want a storm. I don't need a storm. But if it's gonna storm, then wind blow and do what you need to do. Rain fall and do what you do. And floods rise and do what you do. Shake and shake whatever you need to shake. But my foundation is strong and I'm not going anywhere. I will still stand when this is over. So go ahead, storm. Storm. But I'm not going anywhere. Because I have a strong foundation. When the storm is over, I'll still be standing. Matthew 7, 24 says this, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, you have to be a doer of the word. You have to apply the word to your life. Building something, hears these sayings of mine and does them, I would liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, the firm foundation. And the rain descended and does what rain does. The flood came to do what it does. The wind blew, did what it does, beat on the house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. I'm not saying that if you're grounded, the storm won't come. In fact, I will guarantee you storms, because the Bible guarantees, guarantees storms. Storms come. The rain's gonna fall, the water's gonna rise, the wind is gonna blow, the house will shake, but if your foundation is solid, you will not fall. Look at verse 26, it goes on to say this, but everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, the flood came, the wind blew, beat on the house, and it fell. Listen to this, and great was its fall. Now, I want to just make a comment here about that. that. That really struck me, great was the fall. Hey, don't think if you just like play games with God in church or whatever, and I don't mean that ugly, if you're not really serious and getting into it, you don't think it's really necessary for you. Ah, if I fall, something happens, I can recover. Can I tell you, the Bible says great is the fall. It's always going to be worse than you ever think, thought or imagined. I can, it's okay, man, if something, I don't want to really get into this, but something happens here, I'll, I'll pick it up, I'll make it happen. Can I tell you, the pain's greater, the hurt's greater, the devastation's greater, so we don't even need to go there, amen? We need to make sure we're being a doer of the word and building our foundation and doing the things that God has asked us to do. I, I believe, I believe also, also I believe a lot of things that we're praying and asking God to do, he wouldn't have to do if we would just be grounded, in his word and work on our foundation. Pay more attention to our foundation. See, the storm didn't bother the house that was grounded. Are you grounded? 1 Corinthians 3.11 says this, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There is no other foundation that will stand the storms of this life that is other than Jesus. Why are we building the foundation of our life and home on the things of this world? Why are we building it on jobs and our economy? Why are we building on position and title? Why are we building it on these relational things? Why are we building it on anything other than God? Because the only sure foundation is Jesus Christ. He is the only one that will stand the storms and tests of this life. He must be the priority. So it says in verse 10, I didn't give you verse 10, but verse 10 says, take heed how you build. Pay attention. It doesn't just happen. Pay attention. Intentionally, purposely build. Be a doer of the word. Be, being grounded should be a priority. 
It should be a priority in our life. The things of God that we, we all, and we'll look at a few in a moment, the things of God need to be a priority, not, not when we have time. Not when it's convenient to us, because we're talking about the foundation of your life and your family because storms come. A lot of what we're experiencing in this broken world full of broken people is because we have broken foundations. In the land, I, I, don't, I don't know where you live. I've lived in the New Braunfels the um, whole time since we've been here. But I've lived in parts of this town that the, the land shifts. It changes. What happens? It puts cracks in your house. Right? And so it's like, you got to make sure that you understand that the land is shifting and landscape is shifting and changing all the time. You have to be intentional. You have to take heed on building and working on your foundation. And now some of the things that are, are good for you are not necessarily natural because the things of God aren't, don't line up with the things of this world. But take heed how you build. Be a doer of the word or his word. Build on his instruction in Christ. It takes courage to be grounded. It takes courage to, to be a doer of the word. Trouble comes when you're not grounded. Let's take a look what happens. Luke 9, 58, interesting scripture. I don't know if you've ever read this and thought, what does that mean? Or maybe you've not read it at all, but I wanna, I wanna bring some truth out of it for you this morning in context with our message. Here's what it says in Luke 9, 58. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He has nowhere to rest his head. Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to rest his head. Your mind doesn't rest when your home isn't secure. You have nowhere to lay your head or nowhere for your mind to rest. And that's the challenge for a lot of us. That's why we're not sleeping at night. That's why you know, we're having anxiety, we're having stress, all these things and health issues related. It's because we don't have a place to rest our mind because our home isn't secure. And so we go through life trying to struggle and do things in our own strength and ability instead of understanding how that works. There's a lot of successful people, a lot of educated people, a lot of people that work hard and do well, a lot of people in church that go to church every time the doors are open, serving everywhere, giving every, with every opportunity. If you have the best health, if you're the best looking, dynamic personality, successful, financially secure, respected in everywhere you go, if you fail to have peace, joy, love in your home, what does it profit you to have all the other stuff and have no place to lay your head, no place to rest your mind. What does all those other things matter if you don't have a place to rest your mind? It's not what we build on. We need to build where we can be at rest and to know that this foundation can be solid, won't be shaken, won't break. Foxes, whenever they sense danger or become weary, they go running into their home because it's a safe and secure place for them. If I can just get to that secure place, I'll be all right. He's grounded there. Whatever comes, he's going to deal with it from a place of grounding, a place of security, a place of safety. Birds of the air have nests. When they feel unsafe, when they sense a storm is coming, they head to their nest where it's safe and secure and solid. Now understand this, when it, the, the analogy of a bird with a nest, understand this, that the bird has to build its nest. A fox maybe can find a hole in the ground somewhere, but a bird has to build its nest. And for, and for every one of you, and listen, it's hard work to build a nest. And for every one of you in here today, myself included at times, would say, well, you don't understand how hard it is for me. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand what's happened. You don't understand what I'm feeling. I get it, and I may not understand that, but what I would say to you is you need to understand that nests must be built from broken branches. 
And God will use our brokenness to build something where we can lay our head and we can rest our mind. Because we're all broken. We have brokenness in our lives. We're a broken people in a broken world. And I'm going to say this. You can build a whole house with broken people. But it's got to be built. The problem today is we want prefab houses. <laughs> and then staying in line with our message today, I wrote this. We want prefab houses and prefab spouses. <laughs> they don't come that way. You build a marriage. You build a family. Now, no one wants to do the work of building. No one, wants to, no one wants to do it. Talking about families. No one wants to do the work about building the child. We want to yell at the child. We want to ground the child. We want to, sometimes we want nothing to do with the child, but we need to build the child. You need to build your children. You have to get down with the child wherever they are, whenever they are, and start building block by block and brick by brick and branch by branch. See, we can't get distracted. This world's trying to distract us and tell us other more important things so that they can do a better job and send them here, send them there, let them do this. Listen, we can't be distracted because we're trying to build something with all the broken pieces God has given us. I'm reminded in Nehemiah, I love Nehemiah, Nehemiah 4, when they're rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and the families are set in, Nehemiah set the families in together and they're doing the work and the enemy's out there and seeing them rebuilding the walls. And so the enemy is scheming and the enemy is threatening and what the enemy's doing and, and Nehemiah said, it's just a distraction. They're trying to distract us from building. Trying to distract us from building. Don't let the enemy distract you from building. Build your family. Build your children. Build that child. What good is it to build that house if you lose that child? Build that child. The child will last beyond the house. Build that child. The child will take care of you when you're old. Build that child. I know they're broken. I know they're crazy. I know they're rude. I know they're disrespectful. I know they're ungrateful. But you got to get down on the ground and build them up. Build them up. Amen. See... You can't have a nest if you can't work with broken branches, broken husbands, broken wives. Everything in your house is broken somewhere. If you look around this room, there's a lot of people in here. And the people look nice. Everybody looks nice. Some, get, some got dressed up for church. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so everybody looks nice. That's, that's bad, right? That looks nice. We got hair did. Right? You got hair. I got my hair cut the other day. I know it looks good. And uh, <laughs> no. you look good. Got your nails done. Uh, you know, it looks nice. But you can look around and see everybody looking front, behind, and the side. But everybody's broken. They're broken somewhere. <laughs> they all have cracks. I... Okay, I'm sorry, Mom. Number one, I'm sorry. I wrestled with that last, last night and today, but I had some people, some well-respected staff, that said, Pastor, you got to either leave it out or just go all in with that one. And I thought, go all in? Oh, no, no, I'm just, okay, that's, yeah. I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mom. All right. <laughs> Everyone has flaws. Everyone has issues. You just haven't got close enough to see them in others. I want to give you three areas to build on, three areas that you can be grounded in, three areas that will help you build that solid foundation. Take heed to this. Be a doer of the word. Build on Christ. 
And the first area is this, financially grounded. Because isn't that some of the source of our stress? Our anxiety? I mean, that's probably the number one. Finances, especially in the world that we're living in today. Do you realize that by following the instruction of the Lord, if you'll take heed to the principles of the word that God says and be a doer of them, you can be financially grounded no matter what happens in the economy and the world around about you. And for the others that don't trust, trust him. Right, he wrote it. We need to build a foundation that is financially grounded and it's not in this world's economy, this world's system, it's in the principles of God and we believe that here. And this isn't a message and I don't have time to teach on it, we'll teach on it later, we, we do every year on tithing. We believe in the principle of tithing. Can I tell you, for 40 years it's worked. My family and I, that's all I know. When I was a kid and started getting money, that's my mom and dad immediately had me start tithing. Well, my wife and I, when we met and got married, she had the same kind of family that believed in tithing. We never questioned it. We just didn't understand it all, maybe. We do now, but all we knew is it worked. God's word works. God has a financial plan. You just gotta work the plan. We're trying to work God. Okay, I'm really hurting. I mean, you know how desperate I am, you know how bad off I is. It's not my fault. I didn't, you know, this and that. I mean, come on, God. And you can pray all you want and you can ask God all you want and stand in faith. And I'm with you and I'll be there with you. But you got to be a doer of the word. He created a plan for you to have financial grounding or financial success. It's in the word. And I know there's been abuse of it and there's a lot of challenging questions of it. And I'll teach on it here in a minute. But can I tell you just if nothing else, look at what 40 years of tithing has done and offerings, and we're impacting people around the world. Don't look at us, look at what the principal has done. And then I'm happy to talk to you because it's done the same thing in my family. His plan works, but you have to work the plan. You gotta be a doer of the word. I'm just believing my faith is out there. You need faith in action, the Bible says. Act on what you believe. Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Test me in this, says the Lord. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you cannot contain, if I will not rebuke the devour for your sake, if I'll not allow the fruit to fall from the vine before it's time. That is God's financial plan. And God loves a cheerful giver. Amen? Number two, being grounded on building that foundation, you need to be socially grounded. Meaning you just don't run with anybody you want and don't let your kids just run with anybody you want. Especially in today's world, you need to know who they are socially connected with and you need to help them develop a social support system, but you need to be doing it for yourself as well. And you need to know what they're doing on social media. It's important. Does your family have a, support, a social support system? Do you have other, let me say this, you have other families that are part of your social support system, but let me say this, remember all the foundation that is built, the one that will stand is the one built in Christ. You have a social support system built in Christ with Christ-like people, Christ-minded people. Are they just people you've been friends with and you like and you think they're cool and fun and you don't even care as long as that's a good kid maybe or whatever and you don't even know. And then are you socially supporting your family? Because everything you have takes something of you to run more than you think. And it seems like so many times that we, are, we have social energy for so many other things and activities and hobbies and people after work and all kinds of things. And I'm not saying those are bad, but if that's taking away from socially surrounding and supporting your family, you need to reconsider. Because you only have so much to give. Not just financially, but you only have so much to give and invest socially. And you need to make sure that your family is socially grounded. Are your kids socially grounded with the right kids? Are your teens socially grounded with the right teens? Is your wife socially grounded? Are you socially grounded? That's why you need to get your kids here to treat kids. 
because they'll meet other in Christ and Christ-like kids. They, they, they need to build those relationships. That's why your students need to be here for Tree Student Ministries and get them to summer camp. That's why young adults need to come to the young adult coffee shop thing and other activities that they have. That's why you need to go to the men's breakfast, men. That's why you need to go to the ladies' events, ladies. That's why you need to be in small groups because in small groups, you get socially supported. You need to be socially grounded because people will pull you away. In fact, the Bible says in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, bad company corrupts good character. It does not say good character changes bad company. My dad used to say this all the time, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yes, sir. And he's right. So it's important. Take heed, be careful. I'm not talking about just people, I'm talking about support them with in Christ or on Christ foundationally. Make sure your family gets your social support as well. And the third thing, spiritually grounded. Spiritually grounded. We need to be spiritually grounded. We need to spend time in the word. We know that we need to spend time in prayer, but we need to spend time, man, growing in the things of God. Can I tell you, Sunday should be a priority. We're talking about foundations for life because storms are gonna come. We're talking about being grounded financially and socially, but spiritually being grounded in the things of God, growing in the things of God. And I know it's not just coming to church. I don't mean it by any means, but that's a way that you can connect. You need to grow. We all need to grow. None of us have arrived. And let me just say this. Every family is dysfunctional in some way. Even the ones that look like they have arrived. Everybody has secrets. Everybody has struggles. Everybody has issues. When my crazy met her crazy and we married and had kids and they brought their crazy into the mix, it got crazy. It, it did. It did. We got a whole lot of crazy going on, and there's things that you can't fix. You need God. And only you can fix, or only he can fix. When I got a whole lot of crazy, when you got a whole lot of crazy, you need a whole lot of God. You need spiritual support. My crazy, I can't fix. Her crazy, I really can't fix. They're crazy. They're kind of crazy. And so here's me. Help! I'm overloaded, I'm overwhelmed, God. I can't take all this crazy, I don't know what to do. I can't fix it. I need some spiritual support, God. I need your help. Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. My problem is I have no place to lay my head. I can't lay it on my older daughter because there's issues. I can't lay it on my youngest daughter because there's issues. I can't lay it on my wife because there's issues. And we wonder why there's no place to lay our head or for our, rest, our mind to be at rest. See, we have a place to work. We have a place to play. We have a place to eat. We have a place to go to church. We have a place to serve. But we have no place to lay our head. But God says, come unto me. All you who are heavy laden, and I will give rest for your souls. God says, take up my yoke upon you. It is easy, and my burden is light. God says, cast all your care upon me, because I care for you. Amen. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. You need to be spiritually grounded, socially grounded, financially grounded. Why? So you can stand your ground. When you're grounded, you can stand your ground. Stand your ground. It's your ground. It's your ground. It's your ground. It's not 
this world's ground. It's not the devil's ground. It's your ground. It's yours. The enemy is after your ground. He's after your ground. Stand your ground. That's your wife. Stand your ground. That's your husband. Stand your ground. That's your daughter. Stand your ground. That's your son. Stand your ground. That's your marriage. Stand your ground. That's your family. Stand your ground. That's your house. Stand your ground. That's your finances. Stand your ground. That's your body. Stand your ground. That's your business. Stand your ground. That's your promise. Stand your ground. That's your dream. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. And just because there's a storm doesn't mean it's not yours. And just because you get trouble with it doesn't mean it's not yours. And just because it's under attack, it does not mean it's not yours. Stand your ground. Be grounded. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. It is worth the work. It is never in vain when you build your foundation, when you're financially grounded, when you're socially grounded, when you're spiritually grounded. It is never in vain. You are building your foundation so you can stand your ground in the middle of a storm. And I want to close with this last scripture, Psalm 62, 5 through 7 says this, my soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my foundation and my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. And listen to this next phrase, and I shall not be moved. Amen. And God is my salvation. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God and I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Come on, somebody say it with me. I shall not be moved. One more time. I shall not be moved. So come on, storm, do what you do. I've been founded on the rock in Jesus Christ and I shall not be moved. God is a good and faithful God. Amen. One last thought. It's not about the conditions you're going through. It's about the position you're standing in. Doesn't matter what's going on around about you. It's about where you're standing on and where you're standing. And I shall not be moved because my foundation is on the rock. The sure thing. I will stand my ground. Amen. I will stand my ground. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My heart, my hope today was just to shout, obviously, through the whole service. No, that wasn't really it. <laughs> to share this powerful truth in God's word about building your foundation. Because God wants to launch you into something amazing. And you may think, man, I got a lot of work to do. That's okay. It's never in vain. And you're not working alone. He's working with you. And you have people that will help you and support you and be a part of that with you because God wants to launch you off into something amazing. From a place of strength, from a sure foundation, he wants to launch you and your family into the amazing future he has for you. But you got to be grounded. You have to be grounded. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.